0: welcome to the Strange Brew Podcast. My name's Jason Barnard and for the next hour or an hour and a half you'll be listening to almost a parallel history of the Beatles but through the ears of other artists. So um, today I'm picking tracks that have certainly quite a significant element of Beatlesque or Beatlesms to their material. It's quite appropriate given last month we featured Joey Molland of Bad Thinger and that band are often compared to the Fab Four. It's also appropriate, as there's been recently a release of two albums that have been compared to the Beatles, one of which is Thomas Edison's Electric Lightbulb Band from, I think, 1967, but it's just had a release because it's been in the vaults for all those years, and I've certainly compared it to um, Sgt. Pepper. Also, we have a release of the Orgon box album, Centaur, and that's excellent, and we'll be hearing selections from those albums today. Also, we have a special exclusive track from the songwriter of Thomas Edison's electric lightbulb band, Richard Orange, a hugely exceptional songwriter, often compared to the Fab Four, which is definitely worth looking out for today. But the first track that you heard... Is probably one of the more archetypal Beatlesisms. It is the Knickerbockers and Lies from 1965. It was the New Jersey Natives' only top 20 hit over in the States and is often mistaken for a Lost Beatles track. Next, we move into 1979, but it does have an early Beatles feel. It is Apostrophe and Sadden Blue. Apostrophe were brothers Graham and Stephen Dye who released a few singles in the late 70s. Graham went on to sing lead vocals for the Alan Parsons project in the mid-80s. So let's hear Sadden Blue.
1: She's gone for God Hey, the I show? God
0: and Sand Blue from 1979. Now we have an artist who I love on absolutely his own merits and I think that this is a track from his greatest album. It's a really excellent album where the M.O.R. is stripped back for just acoustic, electric, orchestral, beatly rock. It is Julian Lennon from his album Photograph Smile from 1998 and it's a track I think it may have been a single as well called I Don't Wanna Know and it's probably Julian's most conscious attempt to meet the comparisons with his dad head on and the promo video even featured a Beatles-Ruttle's parody band called the Butlers. So this is Julian Lennon and I I Don't Wanna Know.
1: i oh, Never seem to get away that will always hold you back.
0: The fantastic Julian Lennon, I don't want to know. Next we have Jade and Rest of My Life. They were Americans, I believe, from the Cincinnati area who recorded an album in 1970, which really does have a late 60s McCartney, Roy Wood feel. So let's hear Jade and Rest of My Life from their album Faces of Jade.
1: This is I have seen
0: Jade, Rest of My Life, from 1970. Moving back to UK shores, we have Rocking Horse, who comprised Billy Kinsley of Mersey Beats, Mersey's fame, tied with Jimmy Campbell, who we heard last month on the Joey Molland Show. The duo recorded one album and toured England and Europe as the backing band for Chuck Berry in the early 70s. This is O'Carroll from their Yes It Is album, released on Philips, in nineteen seventy one. Oh Carol, I'm so sad you gave up hope
1: when things went bad. Oh Carol, I'm so sad. Won't you come home just to please me? When I get home tonight, please be sitting on the sofa waiting for me. When I get home tonight, please say that you're really
0: Horse and O'Carroll from 1971. Now moving over to North America we have quite a link here to the Beatles. It is Sub Rosa Subway which is a track by Canadian band Clatoo from their album 347 EST describing the efforts of Alfred Eli Beach to create the original New York Subway and the song made it to the latter regions of the Billboard Hot 100 in 1976 as the B-sides to the probably even more famous, calling Occupants Track. The song is best known for sparking that rumour about the Beatles getting back together in the mid-70s, and the vocals and instrumentations are very much Beatley, with a bit of a sort of late Pepper feel to that one. So let's hear Klaatu and Sub Rosa Subway. <laughs>
1: Just beneath the great white way, Alfred Beach works secretly, or risking all to ride a dream.
0: To sub Rosa subway from 1976 going back almost 10 years the recordings for Thomas Edison's electric Lightbulb band the red day album were recorded over one weekend just after the release of the Beatles masterpiece Sgt. Pepper from Louisiana and led by star teen songwriter Richard Orange the band made ripples in their home state and I think sneaked out a single in their time However, incredibly, the music from those sessions has largely remained dusting away in the vaults until um, really, really recently, until the release of the album. And their album opens with the backward sound of I'm Here and segues into the perfect pop of Red Day, which is probably the album's standout track. Richard recently told me that Red Day was written actually by him when he was only 11 or 12 and recorded when he was just about 15 that's incredible and we'll actually we'll be hearing another of richard's tracks exclusively later on in the show but back to thomas edison's electric light bulb band i'm here followed by red day I Absolutely wonderful Thomas Edison's electric light bulb band Red Day now we have have you heard the word which was recorded in August 1969 at IBC studios on a Tintin session we played that band a few times on the strange brew the song was written by Steve Kipner and Steve Groves of Tintin of course that day Morris Gibb who um, I think was Tintin's producer, broke his arm falling down a flight of stairs, showed up with a cast on and had um, was dosed up with painkillers and then basically hammered the open bar in the studio. Morris delivered quite a good impression of John Lennon when they were making the track. In fact, the recording was actually so similar that Yoko Ono apparently tried to copyright its lyrics as um, a Lennon composition after john died in the 80s and this song also features on the love poetry and revolution box set that we heard about a few months ago and um, the song actually saw the light of day in 1970 released bizarrely under the name the foot f-u-t so let's hear the foot and have you heard the word But have you heard the word from 1970? Now we have the Erevons who were formed in St. Louis, Missouri in 1966 with Tom Hartman as the group's lead singer and songwriter. They received a deal by Capitol Records to record in Los Angeles but made their way over to London to record at Abbey Road where they recorded a great album's worth of material that's now available on CD. At the time, I don't think they released too much. They'd certainly released World of You as the A-side to one of their songs on Parlophone in 1969. That's a fantastic track. But what we'll be playing is Say Georgia, which was the B-side, and it does have quite a striking similarity to Oh Darling, which was released around the same period of time. So let's hear the Erevons and Hey Georgia. I have to say that um, my interview with Tom Hartman is still available on The Strange Brew, so do check it out and we'll be hearing a little more from Tom Hartman shortly too. Charger from the Erevons. Last month we heard from Joe Molland of Badfinger, but this time we have Bad Finger, but it's a Tommy Evans composition from the album No Dice, released on Apple in 1970. It was produced by Beatles engineer Jeff Emmerich, as well as Beatles former road manager Mal Evans. This is Believe Me. Finger, believe me, from 1970. Next, after the Aerovans, Tom Hartman recorded this Maca-esque ballad as a solo track, and it was the B-side to a single that he released called "Sunshine Woman" in 1971. Tom is actually thinking of re-recording a little more and um, it's likely to be the title track from a forthcoming EP and I'll certainly keep you posted on that so let's hear Tom Hartman and a little more of the Erevons a little more now we have the Hudson Brothers who were formed in Portland Oregon in the 70s and consisted of three brothers of course <laughs> their most popular songs included So You Are A Star which hit number 21 in the Billboard Hot 100 in 1974 and it certainly does have a Beatlesque esque tone Mark actually is quite well known for being a writer-producer for a range of acts, but in certainly including Ringo Starr. So let's hear the Hudson Brothers.
1: So you are a star, okay. Nobody knows you like I do. And you will go far. Okay.
0: Hudson Brothers, So You Are a Star, of course, had to play Emmett Rhodes, and his solo material in the early 70s certainly show quite a Paul McCartney influence. Emmett recorded his self titled album in 1970 in his home studio, just like Macca. So let's hear She's Such a Beauty. <laughs> she's such a beauty from 1970 now you may be thinking well what about the George Harrison influence well let's hear Fresh Air whose recorded lifespan was just a couple of singles in 1970 and 72 this was their final and second single on Philips it is Fresh Air and it takes too long share it takes too long a single on phillips in 1972 let's now travel the world and go to peru and here we all together who were purveyors of some excellent beatlesque pop rock in the early 70s it's their single every day which i think has got a bit of a wings feel <laughs> Strange Brew's first play of We All Together. What a great band from Peru. Every day from, I think, 1973 or 74. Hard to say on those Peruvian singles. Now to Billy Kinsley again, this time in Liverpool Express from the late 70s. This being a track from their album Lex from 1979. And a lot of Liverpool's Express material does have a strong Beatles influence. Absolutely nothing wrong with that great band, Liverpool Express, and I have to say, this one bears more than a passing resemblance to John Lennon. Take it easy with my heart. Uh. Express take it easy with my heart and I think there's a bit of how do you sleep feel to that one, don't you think? Now to one of my highlights from today's show, and it is kindly shared by Richard Orange, who's dug into his extensive archives of material, this time unreleased, to um share with us a track that he recorded I think in around 1972-73. It's called Don't Hold Back Lancelot's Theme. It's a fantastic track that Richard recorded at a studio in Memphis called Trans Maximus International, or TMI Studios, and that studio was supposed to have been built in an effort to reproduce the look and feel of Abbey Road in London, says Richard. It had the tall staircase with a control booth and recording desk above the cutting floor where bands would play. Apparently Richard explains that Jeff Beck was recording his album Orange um, just before Richard was in the studio and that gave Richard chance to use some of Jeff's gear including a heavy fuzz tone pedal. But let's hear absolutely fantastic track and uh, thank you Richard for sharing this song it really is a gem, Don't Hold Back Lancelot's Theme. <laughs> A huge privilege to play that track. It's one of my favourite songs already. Richard Orange, "Don't Look Back," Lancelot's theme, an exclusive and uh, un- totally unreleased. I understand. Thank you, Richard, for sharing that with us. Now we have Organ Box, and if you've been reading the Strange Brew podcast website recently, you have seen Marcus Holler's piece on the legendary organ box album Centaur, which has now been re-released on Sugarbush Records um, in a slightly different format, I think. Um, It saw an original release um, by TDK Records in Japan in 2001, and that almost led to a deal with Parlophone, actually, that kind of fell away. Rick, who is organ box, has kept a low profile for past 10 years or so until sugarbush tempted him out of hibernation to re-release or create a new version of that great first album this particular version of find the one is from the mp3 version of the album that's also available on active listener so here is organ box and find the one
1: a time for being faithful? Why would I spend my time with you? If this is a time for looking i die.
0: Box find the one available on vinyl on Sugarbush Records, fastly selling out, or MP3 on Active Listener. Now to our final track of today, and um, I really had to play them. All their material, really, is eligible for the Strange Brew, the Mallbeam Beatlesque Beatleisms. It is the Ruttles. We're actually going into the mid 90s to a track from their Archaeology album, a parody of Amphology, of course, who so at that point were a trio, Neil Innes, John Halsey and Ricky Fatar. Shangri-La actually was a track Neil Innes recorded in the late 70s for his excellent Innes Book of Records show, but by the 90s it was given the full Beatles or Ruttles treatment, so to speak. So um, the group are about to embark on a UK tour, And I'm certainly going to see them. And if you're in that vicinity in the UK, do go and check them out. Here is the Ruttles and the wonderful Shangri La. See you later until next month.
1: Revealing than a downright lie. And did you think your head was hip to certain things it's not equipped to qualify? All day long the sky is blue and everyone says, Your own sweet way In Shangri-La In Shangri-La In Shangri-La You can be whoever you are In Shangri-La Investment with a good return Provides the means Through which we earn Our daily bread Insisting on a means some people even must have gotten to stay up there.